1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move into a big midweek in the Scottish Premiership. Jack Butland's reportedly set for an England call-up as Philippe Clement prepares for a trip to Kilmarnock tomorrow. It'll be Dundee at home for Celtic as they look to keep up the pressure at the top. And it all starts tonight with Ross County taking on St Mirren. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me, you've got Gordon DL and Kenny Miller. And Kenny, the big games just keep coming thick and fast. Yeah, they do. We're obviously starting tonight. I mean, the questions are, can St Mirren keep up their good form? Can Ross County uh, build on the win from the weekend? A massive win it was as well. And then when you look towards tomorrow night, I mean, again, Hibs Hearts and Derby. I think Kilmarnock in wonderful form on that pitch against Rangers, where they've already beat them at the start of the season. And I can't help put my eye to Aberdeen St Johnston as well to see what can unfold in there. Aberdeen must win at home to a really, really struggling St Johnston team. So, yeah, it's a big, big midweek card. Yeah, I agree with Kenny. Uh, it's excitement um, after a weekend. Um, obviously, plenty of talking points. Uh, Celtic leaving it very late, as they usually do at Fur Park, to pick up the three points. But that gap's still two. Uh, a lot of important games. Rangers fans will probably be looking at Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock tomorrow night, rugby part, thinking this will be a tough, tough test, especially the form they're in. Celtic will be looking for a, a good performance at home um, against a good Dundee side. Um, and then you've got the Edinburgh Derby to go with that as well. And then down the bottom of the league, teams are fighting for their lives. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need. So come on down and give us a call, please. Let us know what you're thinking. It's only Tuesday night. You might still be thinking about the weekend that's passed and the games and the talking points, but it rolls very quickly into midweek. So let's hear from you right now, Rangers fans. The news today, Jack Butland uh, looks set potentially for an England Call up, what do you make of that? Is that well deserved? I'm assuming most of you will think so, but maybe we can elaborate a bit on his chances of getting that recall. 01419511025. Celtic fans, Brendan Rogers has had loads to say today. Uh, he was talking about booing when Tomoki Awata was substituted at the weekend. He's sort of calling on the fans to sort of pull in the one direction um, and doesn't think that stuff helps the players. Uh, what else have we got Derek McInnes has been speaking he thinks they can cause an upset against Rangers Neil Warnock as the guys have said always interesting to see what Aberdeen are up to at the moment and there's a game tonight so no shortage no shortage whatsoever of talking points 01419511025 it's such a big midweek maybe you want to go straight on to picking your team and that sort of thing Celtic fans is it absolutely time for Adam Ida and Adam Ida alone up front or um, is there time to do something a bit different? You let us know. 01419511025. Give us a call right now. How how big could this week be? And am I only asking that because Rugby Park is on paper one of the potential tricky venues for any team to go to? Yeah, if, if you're Rangers and Celtic just now and you're picking a midweek venue under important circumstances, the one away ground you don't want to go to Robbie Park you can you know in the past days you look at maybe Pottori you look at Tyne Castle difficult venues the most difficult one just now and it's shown that the way they're playing the squad that they've got 
They've got a good um, good strength of players down there in the sense of coming off the bench, they can make an impact. Derek's built a terrific squad. They're playing with good confidence. They won at the weekend, beat Aberdeen. They've got goal scorers. But I'm looking at a Rangers team that I looked last week, uh, like most Rangers fans, not that I'm a Rangers fan, Kenny, um, and you look at the two fixtures, Hearts, for instance, an, on, an informed team with Shankland that can get you goals, going great guns. Oh, that'll be a difficult game. Rangers were absolutely brilliant the weekend, took care of that. I think it'll be a difficult game tomorrow night, but I think the way Rangers are going about their business, I think they'll take care of that as well. Got to agree. You know, it's, it is going to be a tough fixture, again, the pitch, the form that Kamarnik are in, again, the quality that, they, that they've got on your team, everything that Gordon says, but the team at the moment are just whether they're playing well or not playing well they're always finding a way to win and again they were absolutely sensational on Saturday against Hearts I mean it was five and it could have been more seen it is, it's, there's no season. doubt about it that's the bit I mean I think it's been building up towards that type of performance I thought the Rangers were very very good against Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago but obviously it's not the standout result or quite the level of performance of what they had against Hearts on Saturday but for me absolutely I mean, I mean away, in, away in Seville against Betis when the team is outstanding it's a massive result but I just think in terms of complete performance against a good team you know I've heard a lot of negativity thrown towards Hearts and you know what they were just absolutely battered from start to finish from at this moment in time the best team in the country so it's uh, yeah it's absolutely no doubt the best performance I've seen complete performance from start to finish for Rangers uh, this midweek, Gordon, all across the table, although of course we have much attention being paid to the title race, but you look at that Edinburgh derby, you look at the game tonight, you look at Livy Motherwell tomorrow, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kenny's right. I think Hearts went along there full of confidence and, you know, get put in their place. They'll be looking to bounce back against a hip side that... They got a good result the weekend at home. They needed it. Usually they're a 2-2 uh, and you've got that. They get pegged back with Dundee. We showed a bit of character, so I'll be a cracker tomorrow night. You look down at Livingston once again, just come up short at Ross County. A terrific win for them. Can they go and, you know, maybe kick on, um, get a couple of good results under their belt? Um, Motherwell, I feel for them because there are parts of the on Sunday you're looking and thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, played very well, very stuffy, good players. I think that'll be a difficult yeah. one at Livy tomorrow. I went along. I didn't see you though. I, yeah, I was I desperate was for a, sun, a Sunday off. I, I went sh- along to Fir Park. Was no, no, I looked. And I looked <laughs> numerous times. I was getting, <laughs> What's but, that? Just a whistle. <laughs> but, but obviously you were so. No, honestly, with the I game. looked. I stood up at, before the game half time. I was looking all On around the golf course. Yeah, couldn't see anywhere. Oh, no, no, Kenny. I was. Uh, I was actually in, just up in the corner with yeah. a couple of good friends of mine. You know, cheering the, the claret and amber on. Uh, I left. I left. Left sort of early, as you know. 20 minutes in? No, I left around about uh, 10 o'clock, Motherwell, because I was teeing off at half <laughs> <laughs> That was early enough. Honestly. 01419511025. Come on down, whether you're still thinking weekend action, whether you're looking ahead, whatever you fancy, pick up that phone and let us know. William is a Rangers fan. William, are we, are we making too much of this? Or, or because Kelly have been so good down there, is, is this a real big game in, in terms of the title race tomorrow? Gordon, Gordon, Kenny. Hello. Hi, William. Yeah, yeah Gordon, you've, you've got a point, yeah, but uh, as I was saying to your producer, right, I've listened to all the pundits, I've listened to rival fans, blah, blah, blah. This is a hard game for Rangers, which it is, Kamarnock's playing well, but I tell you what, it's a hard game for Kamarnock as well, you know what I mean? I just think 
the wide Rangers are playing at the moment I just think we're playing too well as Kenny says the performance on Saturday was amazing and uh, come on just reference the day the start of the season that's that's an unrecognisable team that come on not be this is a, a different animal that come on not playing anymore I'm not saying as come on says there can be a bump in the road but the wide Rangers are playing I think Rangers could take care of come on not, no problem I mean, William's right. I think there's part of it it goes without saying. You know, we, we don't need to point out that it's going to be a tough game for Kilmarnock because Rangers are top of the league and it, it's, it's sort of obvious. Um, we are just conditioned to, you look at the potential for an upset. He did it at Ibrooks at the weekend. Oh, you know, Hearts are the third best team in the country and they're on a really good run. Uh, you, you almost try and build that case because you know Celtic and Rangers, and right now Rangers in particular, go into every game as heavy favourites. I think it's a, the old scenario that we always talk about, Gordon, is. You need Rangers to be off it tomorrow night. And if Kilmarnock are at it, which they probably will be, then obviously Kilmarnock could go and cause problems. But if Rangers go down there, there's 27 points of difference between them uh, because of a reason. Now, you look at Rangers after Saturday, you can't go to, you can't go to Robbie Parton any better confidence, more confidence in the way you're playing and scoring goals. And the one thing I've said since Kilmarnock's come in, and I know he's got a lot of uh, pats in the back about, you know, improving players and closing that gap and now two points in front. I look at, away from home especially, their defensive record's brilliant. It's absolutely terrific. He's got them, you know, um, he's got them working so hard at keeping clean sheets and not conceding goals. I totally agree. I think it will be a, a, a stuffy game. But if Rangers play, they'll get too much quality. It just feels like Rangers at Kilmarnock have earned the right for us to talk about them in that way, Kenny. Um, <clears throat> you would take William's point. I'm looking at the Rangers team from that day. Seema won't play. Lammers won't play. Raskin probably won't play. Barisic might not even play. Dowell won't play. So, yeah, it will be a different look. But it's not like Kilmarnock have dropped off the face of the earth since then. Yeah. We know what they've done against Celtic. They got into it in good form as well. How, how again, how... How big do you think this is in terms of the title race and how you, you maybe look at so-called easier, if that's not disrespectful, or more winnable fixtures that Rangers have thereafter? Listen, I just think when you get to this stage of the season where 11 games to go and there's a two-point gap either way, every single game, every single sure. point is important. So going to a, a team that are absolutely flying on their home patch again... The pitch has to be mentioned when you go down there. It gives Kilmarnock a, a real advantage, whoever they're playing. And Rangers have already suffered. And again, it's not just about the personnel within that Rangers team as well, though, Gordon. It's also about where they're at as a, as mm -hmm. a team, where they're at as a football club, where each individual is at in terms of their, their own personal performances and, and, and high on confidence. So, Kamarnik have absolutely earned the right to, like, for us to be sitting there saying this could be a potential banana skin. But I've, I've no doubt Rangers will go down there and win tomorrow because at this moment in time they're just doing whatever it takes to win, whether it be on a bad pitch in Perth or a bad pitch in per Perth, uh, sorry, Paisley, where the they have to maybe adjust the way they play. Again, Philippe Clement's talking already today, I think, about maybe just having to alter the way they play. But yeah, I'll play that for you. I'll play they're that just clip. getting done at the moment. Since no. you asked, uh, the Rangers manager says he will be prepared for the AstroTurf surface. He claims they're a completely different team to the one that lost at Kilmarnock on the opening day of the season. It's a totally different story. There were other ideas, other players also. A lot of things have changed, so I don't think you need to put a lot of emphasis on that. You need to adapt to uh, a totally different kind of football because of the pitch. Only one importance, and that's getting three points. But it will be a totally different game than, uh, than we normally play. 
Uh, William, what about the other news today coming out of your club that Jack Butland looks set for a an England call up? What do you make of that? Oh well, it's it's well merited, isn't it? Uh, he's been if he does if he doesn't he's not on the short list for player of the year in Scotland this year. Uh, I don't know what's going on right because he has been superb for Rangers. You know what I mean? As the old adage says, some somebody used to say he's worth fifteen points a season. This man's worth twenty points a season. That's how good he is. In fact, he's not—he's he, been that good, right? He's not getting that much to do in games. I mean, what he is doing, he's saving and he's he's commanding his area. He's got his defence. How can point. he be worth twenty points a season if he's hardly got anything to do? <laughs> but he could stick know, Gordon DL in goals for some of those games. You know what I mean, Gordon? It's it's a say it's been doing 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 the decades. A good goalkeeper's worth fifteen to twenty yeah. points a season. Andy Gordon was a perfect example of that. That's that's the kind of example I'm trying to compare. Yeah, this is this was not designed to take anything away from Jack yeah. Butland, but he, he has been extremely quiet in re- in recent games. Um, but that's not really the point. What do you make of that England? I think um, it, news today. I, th- I think it would be fully deserved. You know, when I look at the England goalkeepers, <clears throat> there's certain ones that are not getting the game time. Uh, I don't think Jack Butland's any worse than than any of them. To be honest with you, I think the season when you're playing at a big club and you're fighting and and all kinds of fronts, you're playing in Europe, you're, you're able to showcase your abilities. And and William's right. He might not have a lot to do, but what he does, he does very, very well. And even listening to him, he's a class act. Since he's came to the football club, he's an absolute class act. The way he speaks, the way he carries himself, the, the influence I feel he's having, not just on the back four, but the, the rest of his teammates. I think he's been he's been an incredible signing. And he will be, for me, I think he will be shortlisted for the player of the year. Uh, whether he wins it or not is another question, but I think at this moment in time, he's definitely got to be right up there. He's got nine caps, Gordon, but it's, mm. been, a, it's been a while. I think the England play Brazil and Belgium in friendlies in March. You look at their goalkeeping picture um, at the moment Aaron Ramsdale's down the pecking order isn't he Nick Pope Newcastle's been out injured uh, they don't have loads of, of options would you expect to see see him in there in March yeah, yeah I'm not surprised that um, he's he's come into the thoughts of um, Gareth Southgate um, he's, he's earned it it doesn't matter if you're in Scottish football or wherever you are I spoke about the defensive record I know the back four takes a lot of credit as well but Every time he's been called on in the big games, big saves, he tends to make them. He looks a very confident goalkeeper, you've got to say. I think he's been a terrific signing. And um, no doubt he's at the right age as well. Great experience, Gordon. So, yeah, I'm not surprised this has come along because he has been terrific since his game in Scotland. Well, here's what Philippe Clement had to say on Jack Butland. I would love that he could be there because he deserves... Uh, that he's ready in that way. If he deserves enough, that's uh, that's the decision of, of of Southgate, of course. Yeah, he's been he's been really good for the team. Although he had less job to do the last couple of weeks, but he, he keeps the same con- concentration, the same seriousness. He's important in the dressing room, in the trainings, and he's gonna be very important in uh, the next couple of weeks and months because we have a lot of games to go. And a lot of important games And you need per, uh, people with personality then. Thank you very much to William For kicking things off What about Graham? What's on Graham's mind tonight? Hello guys, how you doing? Nice good. to see you All good, you? Good, I'm very well I'm good very well, man, thanks good. I was going to ask Kenny this one um, what, what, what is concerning me about tomorrow night The three kind of players That have really been a figurehead for us This, this month especially Has been the three new signings We've got Diamandi, Cortez and, and Silva Who have been, you know 
phenomenal, to be honest with you, since they've, they've come in. My concern is, and I wonder if Kenny would agree, that they've not played in this park before, and I'm wondering if that will play into uh, the manager's minds. Uh, I, I know professional footballers, you know, they can play on anything really, but it will change you know, certain elements of their game, perhaps especially somebody like Cortez, who's quite tricky on the ball, tight on the, you know, with the ball at his feet. Um, the bounce of the ball, you know, I know we always go over it, you know, about these parts, but will that play into the manager's mind for tomorrow? <clears throat> well, listen, he has, uh, he has shuffled his pack quite a lot over the last uh, four or five games and main, obviously mainly in that front line and, and, and through the kind of midfield positions, again, more the attacking midfield positions, but listen, it might be in his mind. I think, for me, I really like the balance of the midfield with Diomande, Lawrence and Lundstrom at the weekend. And I thought the front line, I, I mean, I was not a big fan of Sterling playing on that kind of right or left wing. He's been deployed on both over the last month or so. I wasn't a fan of it initially, but when you watch him with his athleticism and his, his running ability, he's actually done a really good job. So, listen... He, I like Cortez. I think Cortez could be a big, big difference maker for Rangers moving forward if they can keep him at the club beyond this season. So he might shuffle his pack. There's no doubt that the pitch is completely different. What I would say, see for a winger where you're chopping and you're trying to turn and you're trying to go at the defenders 1v1, sometimes that can play in your favour in terms of getting like moving quicker and, and, and that change of direction. I think Cortez has definitely got those abilities. So, you know... You could see a completely different front three for mm. Philippe Clement tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's, I'm now really struggling to, like, to pick his, mm. his team these days, whereas normally I'd be pretty confident saying, you know what, I think that would be the team or, or that would be certain guys that would play in that position, particularly in the front areas. He's well, uh, he's, like I say, he's changed like, full front lines for game to game, so it'll be tough to predict. But I think with Dessers through the middle at this moment, with, with the confidence he's shown, and now you're starting to hear Philippe Clement talk about Silva maybe playing in a, maybe a more withdrawn role or a different position, I would expect to see Dessers continuing his good form through the middle at least. Yeah, I mean, Diamandi came from Denmark off the top of my head. I can't quite remember how many, if any, plastic surfaces are in the All top I would line. say, like they're younger players. They've got to have experience yeah. at some point, mm, I would think, through younger. academy football like, and things. We... Yeah. we We've probably kicked the backside out of plastic pitch discussions over the years on this show. What's it, what is it at least worth commenting on is Philippe Clement is he's very open about the differences. You know, he doesn't say, ah, you know, we, we we don't think about it. He almost acknowledges that they do think about it. He used the tennis analogy today. Said it was like Wimbledon versus a clay court mm. sort of thing, and it's just it's just really different. So whether that does come into the the playing surface or not, is it not the case though that? That really in the in the last few months, whether it's been circumstances, whether it's been injury, whether it's been pitch, Rangers managed to find a way to just sort of deal with whatever the, the circumstances are. Yeah, I, th- I, I think they're using their squad squad absolutely brilliantly, and and the results show that. I wouldn't be surprised now if you go back to the times that Kenny and myself, well, a lot longer me, if you beat Hearts five 0 and dominate the game. You're expecting to pull that jersey on the next game, right? You're sitting there saying, okay, then get my tickets out to my family, I'm going to play. But that's not the way it happens with this guy. This guy, I think, looks at not just the pitches, I think he'll look at the opposition, tweaking one or two bits of the style, how he's going to uh, cause commandment problems. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he get down there and there's two or three changes because he, he's got great belief in his full squad. And just now, every one of them are chipping in and it is a squad game for them. So I would not be surprised tomorrow night if he tweaks it one or mm. two places, to be honest with you. You'd be backing Jack Butland for an England call-up, Graham? 
Uh, well, as long as it doesn't attract too much attention down south and somebody takes them away from us, because that's always the kind of poison chalice with these kind of things. But, oh, it'd um, add a bit I to think, his price tag, though, wouldn't it? Uh, well, exactly. But, you know, I think it's a, it'll be a proud moment for him and his family, of course, as well. So we have to look at the positive side of it. Um, but absolutely well-deserved, you know. I, I think uh, the previous caller, uh, Martin, was talking about, um, you know, he, he just, he's not had much to do and he's still doing really well. You know, that's a lot of concentration you require mm-hmm. when you're a goalkeeper at the old firm because you can be 80% of the game not doing much, but you have to be fully switched on when you're required. And, and as a short stopper, um, you know, he really is up there with, uh, I think he compared Gorham in the last call. Um, you know, I would, I would certainly kind of say that he's, he's getting to that level for sure. But no, it's a proud moment. And it's obviously a proud moment for the club as well if he does get a call up. Well, high praise. It's much like Gordon Dale sits here, not switched on for 80% of the time, mm. and then eventually gets called into action and has to make sure he's still awake. But anyway, thanks to Graham on 01419511025. Celtic fans, we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers next. Might be a good time for you to get involved. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Kenny Miller are here. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need. Get in touch. You can tweet us as well. At Clyde SSB. Building up to a big midweek in the Scottish Premiership. Every fixture you look at really carries quite a significance. Let's bring in Frankie, who's in Belsill. How's it going, Frankie? I not bad, Gordon. How's yourself? Can't complain, Frankie. What you got for us? Uh, hi, the other Gordon and Kenny. Hi, Frankie. Hi, hey, Gordon. It was just a bit last night. Uh, obviously, Sean was on beat the pundit. Oh, are you Sean's dad? So, so I'm the Frankie. Did you hear that last night? <laughs> no. So Sean, Sean phoned in, but answered no questions because his dad in the background was shouting every single one. Frankie's the dad. Frankie was the guy in the background. And did so get Sean, them right? They did alright actually What so, was the I'm, Listen I'm, I'm not taking responsibility For, for Stag No chance Lying No way Did he come <laughs> up with that one himself <laughs> He that, dived in Ah listen You did alright in the background For what I could hear So Sean was just the Aye. spokesman so Frankie right. gave every answer For the background uh, But listen Frankie was a middle man He gave him scales Oh that's <laughs> right You're right <laughs> It was close It was close But it's good to have you on To talk football Frankie Aye, What are you thinking tonight listen, I, God, I, just, I just want to Just last night Just to say thanks For your, your, your comments About me Is that just him A bundle of energy He's, he's just full Aye, of It was great fun uh, Obviously on the, on the football uh, Sunday Game of two halves As, as, as they say mm-hmm. And Obviously We need to up their game We can't start Start games like and play 45 minutes of football We need to be right at it For the, for the start uh, And then obviously We've got Naroki Injured today we get Carter Vickers back Then he goes out the team So it just seems to be A revolving door With, with the, the centre backs Obviously Yeah the so, reaction to Sunday's all Is is very predictable in a sense Because it probably Without getting too deep and boring Depends what type of person you are So last night It ranged from That was still a Really disappointing performance First half's terrible Worried We're clinging on here This is a bad sign Of things to come To What a strong finish You know What character That can be the type of win That galvanises you And And then you know And sparks you on To a title winning charge Sort of thing I, I don't know How do you feel about it Are you If I was in the Celtic camp I would be saying It's a strong finish I would be Take yeah, but po- they, yeah, but you're not though. They they yeah. are going to take the positives yeah, from it internally. I, but what would you, what would you? I, I I agree that uh, just now that Celtic are 
they're a mixed bag when they play. You, you, they'll start the game very well, then the second half they drop off, or they start the game poorly. Then when they, it's needed, they lift, they lift the the pace of the game. And like in Sunday, they got the two goals right in the right at the death, Gordon. But I'm a great believer. A game, it doesn't matter if you score in the first minute or the last minute. That's how long the game lasts. You've got to show character. You've got to show strength. They're winning games. I know they're coming in for a bit of criticism. I think that's all down to the fact the standards that they've set in the years gone by. I think it's down to the, uh, the standards that obviously when Brendan Rodgers was here at first, um, he was absolutely terrific. Is this not more about the start of the season versus the end of the season so far rather than what happened Previously, but I think I think they've just it's, it's everything, and I think the supporters, I think the transfer um, windows haven't been good for them. You know, you look at Rangers and everybody compares it. They get three guys to score three. Uh, each one of them score a goal against Hearts and a terrific result. It's not really happening for well, Celtic. I don't to be fair without him. You yeah, take yeah, yeah. But you, you know, Coons come in for that money. Brendan had said he wanted four players. And and it's one of those uh, situations where it spiralled that every little thing gets looked at so mm-hmm. closely at Celtic for me. I, I still go back to, I still believe that Celtic have got quality, quality players and it just takes, you know, a, a good result or whatever it may be or a terrific performance and they can turn the corner very quickly. There are two points in this league. If you're a Rangers fan now, you're delighted with everything that's happening. Yes, there's some grumbles at Celtic Park, but I don't think it's as bad as what Celtic supporters are making it. Game of two halves. Hard to escape that, Kenny. It's a cliche for a reason. Um, how much do Celtic need to brush up on the bad bits from the first half and and how much do they need to take the positives from the second? I think it's a wee bit of what Gordon was saying. I think Celtic have been just used to pretty much full domination for start to finish in games even for start to finish in seasons you know they've had a lot of things their own way over the last few years you've got but, but I can't help look at it and it's not being on the negative side for Celtic it's just looking at their I think the grumblings from the fans are because of the performances not necessarily the results because the results are there you know but if you think of the the first halves I think it was at St Johnston away where Brendan says it's the angriest he's ever been and he had to let his, his team know how they felt and then they did come out again and won that game 3-1 as well I think it was it was similar on uh, on Sunday where they never hit the ground running. Mullerwell get themselves in front, and it takes them right to the death to uh, to get the two goals and and then secure the win. But it was flip against Aberdeen and Hibs, very very good in the first half, really really poor in the second half. So you can see where Frankie's coming from, and, and other Celtic fans, I'm sure, will, will be feeling the same way. Gordon's right; they've still got some really really good players in there. There is two points in it. What I would say about the two points is that's been a big turnaround. You know, it is only two points. But there's no doubt the momentum and everything is on the blue side of Glasgow at this moment. Um, Frankie brings up Navrotsky seems to be injured. I think it's a hamstring. I don't think it's going to be too long, according to Brendan Rodgers. Is that offset by Carter Vickers coming back in anyway? Made a bit of a difference, didn't he? The weekend. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but 100%. It shows you how important he is to the team. I think if they can get Hatati back quickly as well, I think that gives them a little bit extra in the middle of the park. Maybe that spark that, you know, maybe O'Reilly and McGregor just now needs as well. Um, but Carter Vickers, for me going forward, is massive for them. I just think he's there. I know McGregor's a captain, but from the back, he leads. He, you know, there's goals that Celtic have conceded when he's out of the team that probably would never have conceded because of his ability to defend 
I think his organisation, he gets people round about and working as well. I think that's a big plus for Celtic going forward, Carter Vickers, I really do. You're still feeling pretty confident, Frankie. Not all doom and gloom for you. No, not all doom and gloom. We've still got two games against Rangers. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers has got a good record against him. So, then you look at tomorrow, Celtic need to be out the traps and Rangers have got a ticky tie at Kamark. So, you just you never know. We're, just, we're, we're still in there. As you, I think you said last night, we're hanging around with finger tips, but we're there. We're still there. Indeed. Thanks very much, Frankie. Pass on our regards to Sean, will you? Gordon, thanks very much for having me on. Cheers, man. Good man, take care. Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rogers. I wonder if this is an example, Gordon, of what you said about every little thing gets, you know, focused on. Um, he says that he found it strange that the Celtic fans booed one of his substitutions on Sunday. I remember being, I think it was in Iwata came off, mm-hmm. almost caught me off guard because I w- didn't really understand it. I just assumed he would come off anyway because he was coming back from injury and so on. But Celtic fans, or some of them, um, Clearly didn't agree with the, with the decision, and the manager says he doesn't think it helps the players. Especially when you get booed for taking off a defender and putting on an attacker, that uh, that seems strange. But um, it doesn't really matter to me. It's more for the player coming on and for the team. I think that uh, it, it's a negative reaction, which I don't quite understand. You know, you're, you're one each in the game. You take off a defensive midfield player, put on an attacking player. Attacking player who scored goals this season, and uh, and you get booed, so it just seems a little strange. But thankfully, the players' mentality on the pitch was was superb. They kept going, they kept fighting, and all the great work that they did, especially in the second half, in terms of tying the opponent out, it led to the uh, the couple of goals at the end. I think context is important as well. From that press conference today, no one said to him, Brendan, what did you make of the fact that the substitution was booed? He sort mm. of brought it up himself, kind of unprompted, clearly wanted to get it off his chest. It wasn't a major thing, but I wonder if that's exactly what you mean. You know, just little substitutions or grumbles there or, you know, maybe a little bit of negativity about this, that and the next thing. Is it just, is it all a bit since anxious it, yeah, because of the point swing? That's what I'm saying about the last time. Since he's been at Celtic, he's not really had this to deal with. So he's putting it out there to say to the Celtic fans, look, now I, know, I, I don't think for one minute the substitutions were getting booed because the player coming on was they didn't want him on the, pl- the pitch. He put that player on the pitch for a reason. Now, they didn't boo his, uh, his, his second half substitution when he took off Kyogo and Brown. And That's half time. Can he boo yeah, can yeah, he boo at half time? But he can well, still boo. Yeah, he can still make your. Um, your opinions, um, you, you know, you can anger your um, thoughts out there, Gordon. But I think that it's just every little thing now, and it's down to frustration. You know, it's one each at the time. Um, Celtic fans are probably sitting there looking, thinking, oh, drop points again, that gap's going to get bigger with Rangers. The frustration, the, you know, people talk about managers coming off a, a, out a game and going right to speak to the press and it's emotion and everything you've got to take into consideration this is the life the supporters have gotten down the country spend a lot of money there's a lot of emotion running high as well there so sometimes they do get carried a lot, away a little bit if they, they don't think the standards there and Kenny's right about the standards that Celtic have set in the past but it's just interesting Brenda's now trying to get every little bit out there as supporters to say look we probably need all the help we can possibly get. Spoken like a man who's had some of his substitutions booed <laughs> in the past. Oh, many a time. <laughs> but you know what, but this is, uh, for me now, 
mean, Gorn's right. When Brendan comes up, he wins seven trophies out of seven. You know, won the league by, I think it was 39 points in his first season. He's unbeaten. He's, it's a treble, you know. This is now a true reflection of what Glasgow and managing Celtic or Rangers is like. There's always somebody who's getting it on the neck over the last kind of 10 years or so, 12 years. It has been the Rangers side. It has been maybe more on the uh, the receiving end of the negative press. And, uh, and again, that constant scrutiny because you've not been quite at the level at this moment in time. Rangers have kind of turned around a seven-point gap at the top of the league in a quick time. You know, Celtic's results are pretty good. The performances are no anywhere near the level that they were in Brendan's first time mm-hmm. or over the two years that Andrew was in, in charge. So that's where the negativity comes from and that's where there's always going to be that side on Glasgow. So I'd say, listen, this is Glasgow. You've just got to go on with it. You can only turn it by winning games and then putting trophies in the cabinet. What about Ross? What, what do you think, Ross? How do you feel as a Celtic fan? Are you a victim of some of this nervousness or are you in the calm down, it'll be all right come May camp? Um, hi, Gordon. Uh, Kenny Gordon, how are you? No, I, th- I think it's it's nervous time, Gordon. I think we're getting to that stage in the season where any any drop points could, could be capitalised by Rangers. So, I think I'm at the stages now where I think Sunday I was I was more than happy with with the performance the way we ended the game. But I think from the start, the first half, I think we were just I, I just looked as if we were going to drop more points again, um, and it was going to be the same old story with Celtic. Uh, my point tonight, guys, is basically on the game tomorrow. It's it's actually the game that's televised now. I, I don't know if you guys have seen anything regarding why the mother was in Livingston or. But there's games tomorrow night, Hearts and Hibs, Rangers, Kilmarnock, more bigger games than, than than what we could show in terms of we are trying to show our game to, to other countries. And I think the fact that we've chosen Livingston and Motherwell tomorrow night is a bit astounding by me. Why why that game's on, on Sky and not Hearts and Hibs? I think you'll find it's a very big game, Ross. Ross you're you're, you're <laughs> dealing with the wrong audience here if you think what you're going to get For goodness <laughs> sake, Ross, have some respect. Um, look, there's reasons for it, which I think are obviously... Well documented over the years, the club's agreed to a TV deal which dictates that broadcasters can only go four times per season. So mm-hmm. once you factor in two Celtic visits to Tynecastle, two Celtic visits to Easter Road, two Rangers visits and so on, and then you start factoring in, I mean the last Edinburgh derby was in the telly, look it's, it's clearly imperfect, that's not me trying to suggest that it's not, but, but that's where it comes from Ross and you end up inevitably something's got to give until such time as, as the clubs agree to to waive that four-game restriction? I get that point in terms of going to each team and stuff, but I, I, I think in the build-up to a title race, surely a bit of common sense comes in and goes, you know what, we're going to push this one out to Kelly and Rangers tomorrow night and give them... Because I think the majority of people would, would rather watch Kamala Rangers than Motherwell Livingston. No, I know, no, I know, no. but look, this is what I'm saying. Bear in mind if it's only four, right? So Rangers have already been there, right? And it was in telly. Celtic have already been there and it was in telly. They'll both go again. And you never know, I can't remember the way it's going to fall. But Kilmarnock at home to Celtic or Rangers, if, if there is another one after the split, that could be a title decider. And then you'll be phoning in and saying that one needs to be in the telly. So that, that's what I mean. It's just, it's not always as easy as that. Yeah, uh, I think when when you break it down like that, Gordon makes more logical sense in what you're saying. But I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's maybe just. Uh, I, I think that we should be trying to 
show our biggest games oh, to the don't, don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not asking you to agree it's just more of a logistical thing I, in terms of how I, I think Ross should just live in the real world like us Gordon we're used to watching game. Rangers and Celtic we have to put our big jackets on travel Livingston, Dundee, Hibs, wherever it is to watch Motherwell because it's never it's in the telly. It's a chance to showcase the rest night, of the teams. Bath night and Motherwell, Livingston. It doesn't get better. St Ross County, St Mirren tonight as well. Got to shine a light on the rest of the league. Absolutely, be straight home to watch it. For Catch sure. the second half. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right, thanks very much to Ross. It's that time of the night already. Let me tell you about this. Clyde one. We've already paid out £286,000 this week on Make Me A Winner. Today, John won 144000 It's already in his bank account because of the payday payout week. Now, you could be the winner of £146,000 paid into your bank account straight after the call tomorrow, but you need to be in the draw. Text yes to 61025. Text are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com with online entry costing £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate over 18s only and all the other rules for this network competition can be found online if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow answer within 5 rings and please say make me a winner straight away to win the £146,000 in your account by tea time text yes to 61025 141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Kenny Miller are here 0141-951-1025 is the number How's about this for a coincidence? I've been looking forward to running this past year right? So my parents are on holiday right, in Spain mm-hmm. And they're away with friends mm-hmm. And they were in a cafe in Spain And someone comes up to my mum and the party and says to their friend, excuse me, are you Gordon Deal? What, what are the chances of that? Like, she, without knowing... Ask your mum if she was Gordon Deal? No, the friend that was with them. <laughs> the male friend good. that was with them. She's had a rough, a rough a couple of days. <laughs> Who, who's the friend? Do I know? No, but that's irrelevant. But, like, what are the chances that someone come up to a guy that was with my mum in Spain and thought it was you? <sighs> I'm, I'm everywhere. Aye. Probably was me. And then the might that guy. Get, he might have been that guy you had on the... Was it the golf club? Might have been him. That's right. His lookalike. <laughs> his lookalike. Yep. Did I ever tell you I cleared that up? Yeah. Do you remember that? No. In fact, this is this is not <laughs> you good. Sent ra- me it, so it'll be on your media. This is not good radio because I, this is something I raised about six months ago and never got back to. It. Do you not remember the night you had the blue jumper on? Right, you had the blue like jumper, and I said I was know, on with that night as well. I said you yeah. remind me of some guy in a viral video. I think he's Australian, and he gets like really angry. You remember that? And we couldn't figure out who it was. This no. is the picture of you that night, right? Do you remember that? Right, yeah, right, oh, yeah. I love okay. the jumper. <laughs> right, so I've eventually. It took me ages, but I found who it was. I was trying to liken you to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we thinking? Uh, Get that camera. Get that camera back on me. Let's there see what we're we thinking. Are we think that the looks Dazzler. like the Dazzler with his blue jumper <laughs> on. A, a couple of years. Uh, oh, a couple, a couple of years. Yeah, oh, look, uh, look, the resemblance is uncanny on the, on the live stream. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who are listening on radio, by the way. Absolutely not a chance. What do you mean? Look okay, at that. Well, that is me a couple of years, isn't it? <laughs> That's me, that's me, t- <laughs> <laughs> that's me turning up in the glass. And a few fast done. 
Oh, that's me turning up at the golf course on a Sunday morning. Then I thought I was. I can't. I thought what are the what are the chances uh, that you, you're being spotted out in there Spain and, as well? See, a lot of people about. spread rumours about me, and I'm just a quiet guy. That stays in the house. I'm sure you are. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get in touch. Please do. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB as we build up towards a. A big midweek, I think across the board You look at all the fixtures They've all got real meaning in terms of the league table At different positions um, I can see Darren on the line Wait and see if we're going to stick Darren on Let's give you some more uh, of today's managerial stuff Here's Philippe Clement's thoughts uh, On the title race He believes his title winning experience At previous clubs will help Rangers during the run-in It will help me I know, I know what it is I know what... Uh, what the dangers are, and I try to explain my team that, and my players that. So I know, yeah, I know, I know all the excitement around and the noise and the living and looking at results of others and all the stupid things you can do that are of no use. So I try to explain that to my players. So that helps in a way, probably, uh, definitely with a few players, but. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm saying from the beginning we're only focused on ourselves because I made the mistakes before when I was a player so I know really well what you need to do to win titles I don't think there are guarantees either way but I just I wonder because you listen to Philippe Clement regularly we saw Ange Postacoglu having success previously I know Philippe Clement hasn't had that success yet before anyone um, objects we in the past traditionally sometimes say, you know, you need to understand Glasgow and you need to, you know, understand the madness of the, the title race and all that sort of stuff. But he's just so like consistent with the message of not really being bothered about all that stuff. Kind of like Ange Postacoglu was as well. I'm starting to wonder if the best way is to actually be a, a so-called outsider and have that sort of one-track mind to just blocking everything out or at least trying to get that message across because he's been the exact same it seems since he, he walked through the door yeah uh, listen I don't think it's to do with being a, an outsider it's, he knows what it takes to win mm-hmm. trophies in, over, over the course of a season how important it is and again going full manager on you now that it's you can only control what you can control mm-hmm. you can't control who else is doing what or what the result's going to be in a Motherwell Celtic game or you can control what you do in the training pitch the teams that you select, the tactics you deploy, and then you're in control, to a certain extent, of the performances and the results that your team can achieve. And that's all he's focused on. Again, I've said it numerous times, be after living in it, I was, I would always look for the result, absolutely, because as much as you can't control it, it's got a direct effect on you potentially being yeah. successful. So that doesn't mean you're taking your eye off the ball. It just means you're fully aware of the picture that, that surrounds you and, and the challenges you're going to be so facing. tomorrow but, night then, because quite often at the weekend they're staggered, so tomorrow yeah. night's the classic yeah, you've check, no checking what's the going score. On. Well, at, at that stage it's different because you're not running at the dressing room to check your phone to see what the score is. But I mean, I mean the know, fans. And for for and fans will be, there's no doubt. and that's But that's part of the madness Kilmarnock also. Kilmarnock score, Celtic fans will cheer. Are we at that stage? But, yeah. But, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and you can tell yeah. that, you can hear that. Phone. Yeah. Again, if you're a spectator and you're, oh, you know, by the way, Dundee have scored or, or Kilmarnock have scored, you'll know exactly by the roar for the stands exactly what's going on. So listen, Philippe Clement's not getting caught up in any of this, apparently. But he's fully focused on his team, trying to make them better, which they are at this moment in time. And I think it was Jack Butland says at the weekend or in one of his interviews pre this game, the team's moving in the right direction. 
Oh, he told a big long story today, and it was actually quite a good story, but I just don't know if it will translate to radio. I'd have to play it the, the full long version to give you the, the context. But he, he basically, um, he once used his own experience of hip injuries to help him get a player off of a nine-game suspension. Just made me think of you, because you've got... How you know, did you've you do that? The, the gist of it was that he's one of his star men got a nine-game suspension right. for some sort of kick... And uh, he had had a hip injury himself, so he got this professor involved to show that your body would fall a certain way and uh, got him off with a nine, got, got the player off with a nine game suspension. So there you go. All those nights you moaned about your hip injury on this show could technically come in handy. Yeah, could I get He took days? this professor to the appeals panel in Belgium. He's hip specialist. And there you are. That's, that is very, very so. clever. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Are it you is. okay? You want you want to watch Corrie coming? Just that, that, that TV oh. was about to oh, right, turn off. Nothing to, worse. Can I take no, it off there? Uh? I thought. Uh, oh, it's Emmerdale. Okay. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need, and it's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football. I think we're in that time of the season. Forget the title race. I think we're looking at. Can Kenny go invincible for the full season? Oh, I think I mean, it's like it. time to yeah. look at that. And I'm Ro- the wrong man here right, for that as well. Roger Hanna would claim that Christopher and Ayrshire didn't impact him. He could still do it. Andy Halliday's still unbeaten as well, I think. So there are <sighs> options. There I'm, are options there. But anyway, it's beat the pundit time and you need to call before 7 o'clock if you want to play tonight. 0141 951 And for the avoidance of doubt, there is no way Gordon could go the season unbeaten. Mm. Headlines 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Kenny Miller, both here, both waiting for you to get in touch. It's that usual number for you 01419511025. So, what are you thinking tonight? Are you looking back on the weekend still? Perhaps you're previewing tomorrow. Jack Butland seems to be potentially in line for an, Eng- an England recall. Happy with that, Rangers fans, Celtic fans, lots being said. By Brendan Rogers at the moment How are you feeling ahead of the home tie with Dundee tomorrow And anyone else that's out there We've got St Mirren's trip to Dingwall tonight Edinburgh Derby tomorrow as well Big games involving the likes of Aberdeen and Motherwell So it's all happening Give us a call right now if you can And we will play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Come on then, it is Beat the Pundit time with Jamie, who's on the line. How are you, Jamie? I'm good, thank you. You? Not bad, thanks, Jamie. Have you ever played before? No, no, just in the car or in the house. Never again. Brilliant. And you're an Aberdeen fan, Jamie. How's that been? (sighs) Terrible. (laughs) The side sort of said it all, didn't it? Aye. I'm not sure what he's playing at. Uh, Coming in there. He's on that wee jolly, a wee payday, I think. Well, I'll tell you what, maybe we can discuss that afterwards because he was actually asked about that today. So um, let's toss the coin, see who you're up against. If it's heads, it will be Kenny Miller. And if it's tails, it will be Gordon DL, both very big uh, Neil Warnock fans, actually, I think you'll find. So we'll see how this goes. Heads, it's Kenny, up against Jamie. Come on, come on, um, Jamie. Jamie's Jamie's from Motherwell. Are you from Motherwell, Jamie? Or such a thing as an Aberdeen fan? Right, I'll tell you what. I'll bring the ball out to you. Where are you based? Don't do not give him your address. No, just give me a landmark. (laughs) I'm uh, down at Strathclyde Park. 
Oh, I know Strathclyde Park very well. Enough. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Let's give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to. You've got 30 seconds, Jamie. You just answer as many as you can and pass if you do not know the answer, okay? Perfect. Good man. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Which Scottish Championship team's on a 15-game unbeaten run? Morton. What Scotland international was sent off in the English Premier League at the weekend? Uh, oh, McBurney. How many SPFL teams have the word heart in their name? Two. Rabbi Matondo plays for which international side? Wales. Who did Brendan Rogers manage in between Reading and Liverpool? Swansea. Who's the only undefeated team in the SPFL? Falkirk. Okay, let's bring back Kenny Miller. Can you hear us, Kenny? Got us <coughs> loud yep. and clear. What are you? Touching him for Patton I'm, I'm, I'm just shaking around I do, away. I do so Most of the guys I'm a team player I'm going No he's the not best. I listened to when you put Charlie Mulgrew off and he Doesn't take went. much to put Charlie off right, Charlie I think that's the problem He didn't even know he's playing beat the pundit You ready Kenny? Yep I can seconds. get your phone oh. On the clock and your time starts now Which Scottish Championship teams on a 15 game unbeaten run? Pass oh. What Scotland international was sent off in the English Premier League at the weekend? Billy Gilmore. How many SPFL teams have the word heart in their name? Two. Rabbi Matondo plays for which international Wales. side? Who did Brendan Rodgers manage in between Reading and Liverpool? Swansea. Which team's the only undefeated in the SPFL? Falkirk. What was the name of St Johnson's ground before they moved to McDermott Park? Pass. Scott Brown made his international debut whilst at which club? Hibs. Okay. The old dog still got a bit of pace, Jamie. You got through more questions. Do you think you've done enough? No, he's got me by one. I thought you were all right. Oh. I can't believe you never got St John's part. What was it? He's a young man. Muirton. What? Muirton. 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 you <laughs> 44. You'd have played it, No, I played McDermott <laughs> Park. My I first game, that. my actual first game for Hibs in the Reserve League East was at McDermott Park. 3 3 draw, got a brace. <sighs> So McDermott Park Muirton I'm getting old Kenny, the first time Muirton apparently Was only up until 1989 Do you think he was playing In 1989 When did you start? I was started I was out of school in 96 96? What's my second marriage <laughs> Anyway let's find out The damage Jamie. Uh, Raging Morton yeah. First question yeah. Raging Disappointing But yep. uh, Jamie got it So there we are It was Morton 15 games unbeaten 1-0 to Jamie Equalised straight away though Because Jamie went Ollie McBurney But it was Billy Gilmore uh, Right decision Wrong decision Could we complain harsh, about it Very harsh, harsh I think yep. No I thought it was right Yeah, yeah I Anyway uh, We'll level The SPFL teams With Hart in their name Kelty Hearts and uh, Kelty Hearts and Hearts obviously So we're still level Rabbi Matondo plays for Wales I'll, I'll tell you I am so glad Yeah you would have I was going further in I, Wales I know you will <laughs> I, I was on an 8 hour flight <laughs> yeah. With 3 changes I can believe that <laughs> uh, We're level still Brendan Rogers, Reading and Liverpool It was Swansea Still level You both got it oh It was goodness, a really good game fire this guy. It was a really good game All I'm saying is Jamie from Motherwell Who's an Aberdeen fan I once went to a uh, and Jamie might remember it, a 6-5 between Motherwell yeah, and Aberdeen, and Aberdeen oh, and Motherwell. I, I. So I don't know if we're on for one of them. <laughs> the only undefeated team in the SPFL. Look, it's still Falkirk, right? It was Falkirk last month and the month before. So producer John, who's a Falkirk fan, mm. just puts it in once a month just yeah. to, to sort just of... Just to remind everyone exactly. they're on fire. Jamie, get it? Still level. Oh, oh my goodness, Jamie. this is incredible. And he didn't get Morton. Um, uh, 
St John's but home ground before they went to McDermott Park was Muirton Jamie didn't get it are you a young man Jamie or have you forgotten 44 no I would have got that ah, same yeah. see, mm. see Jamie did or did you run out of time before I that one ah, that right, 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 it's okay. a tiebreaker no because do you want Kenny Kenny got one more question yeah. in at the end oh. Scott Brown made his international debut while at Celtic Please be Celtic. It was Hibs. Uh, and he's up in the back post uh, in the last uh, minute. Miller does it again. I think it's a 6 That's 5, a Jamie. Score, what oh. a game. Jamie, your again. mistake was phoning in a night and playing Kenny. Honestly, if five is enough to win that. Five would almost certainly have beaten Gordon. No, he wouldn't have. Do you want to bet? I would have got Murton. I got Morton. No. I got Billy Gilmore. No. That's easy no. when you're no player. Do you want me to tell you why you're wrong? I wouldn't have got Matondo. Exactly. You would have got as far as Matondo. You would have spent. 25 seconds on Matondo yeah. Got it wrong And the rest wouldn't have mattered No, no No, I don't think that's right I But unlucky, Jamie Good game, yeah, good game, Jamie good uh, game. Hey, You represented Motherwell very well there, Jamie Before we go on to Aberdeen Because I do want to Take advantage of Jamie Being on the phone Here's a You know, you, you don't like Producer Chris, do you? No. You've always had no, a vendetta against him um, He's got a re- <laughs> he's, he's really got it in for you He's just given me A really embarrassing stat for you So Kenny has won 16 games this season yeah. Right, and beat the pundit Yeah You've won 17 Yes But you, you've played Double the amount Doesn't matter Kenny's played You don't know how Percentage is <laughs> well, he's in. You are 17 from 30 That's alright And he's 16 out of 16 That's good How fired that is I know but, but, but try get 30 It does get harder Well listen You, you know get to 16 you, You're going to have a chance to And get I seem to I seem to pick the guys That are bang on form Jamie, Jamie. Five Jamie's Jamie lost Jamie Right You sighed when I asked you About Aberdeen So you're not you're not feeling the Neil Warnock love, no? No, no. Right. He's uh, he's no better than than Barry Robson. He's no. He's just bringing a wee circus for him. Yeah, and, and take, taking whatever he's taken out the club for three months. Uh, no, not convinced. Not at all. Let's hear from him because he did speak today and disagreed with notions or suggestions that he is up here for some sort of jolly, some sort of holiday. This is what Neil Warnock had to say. Make no mistake, I would have picked a warmer place if I wanted a holiday. Um, I just think it's a challenge, and I've always wanted to have the challenge, and I'm, I'm going to be working my socks off now to find a formula that can get us a winning team. And that's what I've come up for. You know, there's no slacking off in, in anything what we've been doing. We've just got to keep going. Yes, one or two things haven't worked out, so I've got to look at alternatives if that's the case. I weren't supposed to come to the Rangers game, but I was so in- involved to get to the Rangers game, I had to put something off beginning of that week when the Rangers game were there. So I had to put that appointment back in. And I felt it was more important that I got straight up here. But people don't read that, do they? You're not having it, Jimmy. You're not having it. No, I'm not. Definitely not. I, I, uh, I'm not. I mean, it, fair, fair play to me, didn't get a window? And he's pulled in the um, junior Hoylet, who might be quite decent, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm not having the whole thing set up at Aberdeen at the moment. What about on a manager of the year? That, that never works out. Uh, I think you two might agree with Jamie. Just a, a hunch. Um, it's very difficult. I, I agree with uh, Jamie in the sense that he's not been able to bring his own players in, but. Look, I I listened to him there talking about the reason being because I think a lot of people highlighted that Aberdeen were off for four or five days last week before he played Kilmarnock. Now, I totally agree that he's coming up from 
down south, he's probably put a lot of things off. It was a rush job. He's had to get back down. You don't, but you've got coaching staff there that can bring your players in and, and work in things that you want. You know what I mean? You don't need to give the players a four or five days off in the jolly, uh, especially when they're not performing. I totally agree. I think there's a bit of a, a circus feeling round about him. I think he's a good personality. I think a lot of people in Scotland will enjoy listening to him and the way he goes about his business. He's a bit different. But is he what Aberdeen need right now? And unless by miracle he wins the Scottish Cup, I think it'll be a failure. Well, he's, <clears throat> the one thing about them, we've got, they've played Rangers three times, they've played Celtic three times, they've played Hibs three times, they've played Hearts three times. The last seven games that they've got are St Johnson, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Dundee twice, Motherwell, Ross County and Livy. If you can't get that, the results when you're the Aberdeen manager out of that group of fixtures to get you into the top six, then it will be a failure. Absolutely will be. And make no mistake about it, they're not winning the Scottish Cup. The way they're playing at this moment in time, they're lucky they got past Bonnie Rig Rose. The way they played in that game. Bonnie Rig were absolutely outstanding, to be fair to them. But I think Neil says it in his, in his post-match, saying if we play like that, we'll, we'll not win any games. So they're not performing well. Uh, would Barry Robson, with, with the games that he's had, have done any worse? Probably not. They've not got a one in four games. And... I was listening to Andy last night talking about it and I think the kind of evaluation of the game and the analysis of the game or that they were out-battled or out-bullied, Kilmarnock could have scored a lot more goals in that game. Kilmarnock are a really good team. Uh, on their pitch, they're a very, very tough opponent. But just to say you were, you were, you were bullied is, is probably not a, a fair analysis of that mm. game. And it's probably doing Kilmarnock a bit of a disservice, if I'm being honest. So, listen, there's a lot that needs to happen between now and in these last seven games in the split for Aberdeen to actually make it, they need to improve their performances. And again, going back on the four days off, I agree with Gordon. Like, you've got staff there. You've got staff there. And I think when fans start to hear that type of thing, that's I think all, all it does is it opens up that kind of door for it is a holiday camp. It is a bit of a jolly up. Because when you're no winning games of football, you need to have players in and work. The only way you get better is through work mm. and practice and training and working together. And when you've got four days off, you're not doing that. Jamie, did you... Always have reservations about the appointment, or is this something that's set in now that you've you've seen him here and, and seen it transpire? No, no. I, I, always, even when his name is mentioned right at the start, you're thinking, you know, no offence, clearly, clearly, folk can 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 do jobs in their seventies, but he's seventy five. He's well known. He's a big Rangers man. Not that that's a, a, a massive problem. I, I, it, no, I just never, never in my mind was going to work for that. I think as well, we knew November, probably at the end of the, the European campaign, that Barry Robson was the, the right man. And yet, we've been through December, we've been through the whole Christmas, we've been through January when the window's open, and then we pump him out, and then we get a guy in after that. That's, I, I don't know. Mm. Cool, Matt, got a bit <clears> of, <throat> I think about. a lot of people look at the squad and feel like it is a good squad on paper, you know, oh, but at the same time, are, are they underperforming? Performing themselves, the, the players need to do a bit, bit more as well. I, I think so. I mean, there's, you know, uh, apart from uh, Rangers and Celtic, I think we we're one of the only clubs that will pay money and have recently paid and good money, you know, to buy players in. But you know, we're not scouting about in the freeze uh, every year. You know, we've we've paid money. Mayovsky also bring us quite a bit back when he goes in the summer, um, but they've spent a bit of cash and. Some of them need to look at themselves. So some of the defenders we've got are horrendous. The big boy keeps headbutting everyone and 
flying into tackles and um, aye no it's just top to bottom you sound scunnered Jamie you sound scunnered I have to say but listen we'll let you go appreciate you joining us tonight thanks a lot cheers thanks guys good man that was Jamie on the line the life of an Aberdeen fan Mm. big game tomorrow night up there at Pataudry against St Johnston Uh, so we'll see what happens there two experienced campaigners and Neil Warnock and Craig Levine (coughs) going head to head um Right, 01419511025, that is the number you need. Why not give us a call? Let us know uh, what's on your mind tonight. Uh, actually, let me bring you a bit more of Brendan Rogers. Um, this has been a, a really quite a big story in the end, Gordon. I'm sure you'll have seen it in Kenny developing over the last uh, few days. We spoke about it last night. It revolves around him calling uh, Jane Lewis from the BBC a good girl, um, which blew up social media, accusations of him being patronising, uh, casually sexist, that sort of thing. Lots of people got involved, and it was inevitable, I guess, that Brendan Rogers would um, would respond to that day. Today, he says he's saddened by the response to it all. He says he's spoken to Jane Lewis, who didn't take offence, and says people are quick to find ways to put others down. Obviously, sadly for me, I think in in society now, where they're looking to offend or find something that is offensive to try and pin on to uh, to people. I think you guys, since I've been up here, and I think any journalist or or reporter or anyone in media I've always based my life on on relationships so I've always offered a warmth a respect being courteous and that will never ever ever change I deal with people in life whether it's players relationships with them I want to help them become better you know I've spoken to Jane and she wasn't offended we had a laugh about it she'll continue to ask me awkward questions I'm Sure, and uh, but I see her every week, and we, we've got good relations, like I said, like I have with uh, with most people in my life, whether that's professional or or social. And the irony of it is, it, it's funny actually because I, I shared with players there not so long ago the, the the story of Jessica Watson. It was a young woman at sixteen years of age, travelled around the world solo on a on a boat. The, the documentary I watched was really inspiring. True Spirit, it was called, and I actually shared that with the players in terms of the inspiration they could take from a young woman like that, what she'd been through. So, yeah, so I, I find it saddening as much as anything because, one, I'm not that type of person. I could never be that. It's not how I'm built. But also sad me for the society now because people are just looking and trying to find ways to to somehow bring you down if they can. And, yeah, it's, it's not nice. There's a very Brendan Rogers answer to that, about the, the documentary and... And it was very descriptive in there. The kind of main part, I think, clearly, is that he spoke to the person in question, said that that's fine, she wasn't offended, smoothed it over to an extent. Is is that a line drawn under it? Is that, just move on from yeah, here? Well, it been... well, I had to address it because I think everyone agrees it's the wrong choice he was, probably. Uh, he's come out, he's addressed it. He's For me, he's done the right thing. He's phoned Jane. Uh, he's had a chat. Uh, the sort of cleared the air. He's explained these reasons there, Gordon. You can only take him for that. Um, and I think you've got to really, you know, move on from it now. Um, I think Brendan will be very careful in other interviews not to, you know, as I say, choose the wrong words. Um, but I think he's he's went about it the right way and I think he's dealt with it the right way. And uh, as I say, and. He's obviously uh, got in contact with Jane and apologised, what rightly he should have done. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, I said this last night. It got a bit, it got a bit out of hand in the sense that 
was anyone actually finding out or bothering what Jane Lewis felt about this and Iron he's not lost on me either that here we are three men sitting around discussing what is or isn't appropriate to do you know what I mean so <laughs> I, I guess we are, we are sort of doing it as well but it, it got it got big pretty quickly and I guess Brendan Rodgers was you know inevitably going to um, try and, and rein some of that back in today and, and I think that would have been enough you know he spoke with he spoke with Jane and, and it's been kind of and it's been dealt with he's explained obviously there was nothing nothing that way in it you know and I think that would have been enough you know and it's again it's like Gordon says it's potentially the wrong phrase that he's used but again you've got to take him at face value that wasn't meant in any other way and again the people that are involved in it I've dealt with it they've hopefully going to draw a line under it and we can move on with it as well because like you say you're sitting here speculating and it's just throwing arms and legs on it it's been dealt with mm. you draw a line under it and you move on speaking of let me tell you about this Clyde One Celebrating the first 50 years. Yes, Amy McDonald was announced for Clyde One Live. Date for the diary is Friday the 31st of May. And you can get your tickets at Clyde1.com. She's just the first artist to be announced, though. Gordon Dale was telling me he is setting his alarm for tomorrow because just after 8am, Bowie at breakfast, George and Cassie are going to announce the next act. He is besides himself to find out who it is. And if he didn't have the privileges of probably pestering someone in here he would go to Clyde1.com for his tickets. That's what you should do as well. So head along there and you can hear that next announcement tomorrow just after eight. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Gordon DL are here. 01419511025. We're not too <coughs> far away uh, from kickoff in Dingwall, uh, Ross County taking on St Mirren. Huge game that one. So we'll keep an eye. I'll give you teams in just a second, actually. But let's do this first. The full time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride, where their goal is a better wardrobe, slat wall, home office, or media unit. I need to be honest Even By your stat Because you, you're I think you're you two combined Are not bad at these Yeah I'm I think good. this is really tough It's just not up your street at all no. this, The subject matter Is not A speciality of yours It's got a real International, international nah, Geographical international. However This will support This will surprise the The listeners out there Sitting he, next to 49 cat man He's oh, Excuse me I know. There you go he's 20 mil Seriously? How dare you? How bad How were dare we you do me one shot? How bad were we? How bad were we today? Many go. Sixty-nine. Oh for goodness sake! One shy of the fifty. You could never oh, stop on forty-nine. Was McFadden's forty-eight? Isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he's he's Gordon DL. Everyone has rebranded himself as an intellectual. Would you believe? I know. I, I almost got through that sentence without laughing. He came in tonight. And said he's been watching documentaries, Kenny, about Alexander the Great. Yeah. Claims that he could even go on as his mastermind subject. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, fascinated. I'm going right into this now. I can't, I, and I mean, he this was like, some man died at 32 as well. <laughs> he did a lot in front of him. He's <laughs> just, living in front just of him. on his Wikipedia. Is. Mate, Not, honestly, he was a man. He was brilliant in battle. The way uh, he was, he could have been a top top. 
manager of the way oh could my tactical tactics. Oh, get the horses round to the right. Put this on, man. <laughs> Keep your back four up. On the high press on oh, the right hand side low of the horses. Oh, low block. <laughs> Mate, he was absolutely brilliant. He destroyed everybody in his path. <laughs> I loved him. Right. Over knee jump. In Egypt, they've got a city named after him, haven't they? Right, okay. You know, absolutely sensational. Get me on that mastermind. What's the documentary then? Or is it just anything? It's called to do Alexander the Great. It? It's quite easy to get. Yep. Easy. What, yeah. What's on? What platform are we talking about? Uh, it's on one of these Netflix or something. Oh, I just right. could go there. I'll get right in it. Honestly, I'm not kidding you on. Superb. For MD out there, we bit education. <laughs> you, you two could be as well versed in history as Gordon DL if you just tune into the boy. documentaries. Is he? Oh, he's a bit of a boy. Colourful private life, oh, does he? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I've heard yeah. that about him, I have to say. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on before right, you say something on. that you regret. Um, no Alexander the Great questions, I'm afraid. Daniel Rossiter sent this in, and <clears> it's an absolute peach. Can you name 10 South American players who've played in Scotland and they've got more than 30 caps for their country? So 10 South American players, they've played in like SPL, SPFL era and they've had more than 30 caps for their country. Efren Juarez. Yes, Efren Juarez, 39. Was he at Celtic at the same time as you? No. No. 13. Oh no, he'd have been after that, wouldn't yeah. he? Has yeah, Morelos got a lot? No. Nope. No. What's no. the the Hibs midfielder? The one, is it Georgie Canos, is it? No? Is that yeah, I'm tempted to give you it. Claros Claros, Claros. Yeah. Claros yeah. 83 Honduras caps I think he was in the quiz recently for something he's bizarrely He's a gear. He's got 111 wow. Honduras I had him, caps I had him No you didn't Your page is blank yeah. Apart from that sketch you've drawn of Alexander the Great <laughs> I know. Your page, On his horse Your page is, is blank Any yeah. others? Good start though How many have we get? 10? That's 7 to go 3 yeah. down You are sharp tonight by the way um, Must be ones for Rangers Surely you would think so. Yeah. Not loads, I have to say. I wouldn't worry about Rangers too much, actually, but there is... Tanija. Yes. That's the one. That's See the one. That teamwork there? Yeah. yeah. I like that. I've been doing the wing. Nice ball. Right, four down, six to get. Let's bring Andy, who's a Rangers fan, into the mix. How are you, Andy? How you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, what's your point tonight? Uh, I'm delighted uh, right now. I said, on, I was actually on the Thursday I said, we're going to give you something I'm doing. I didn't think it'd be hearts, but what a performance that was. I mean, that was absolutely amazing. And I think the morning night should be tough, but just the way we are playing right now, I think we should win the game. And I've said, I keep saying it, but come on, he's a whole squad united right now, whether they start or come on the subs, and they're accepting that, you know what I mean? That's what I like about him. The whole, the whole squad is playing for him. It does certainly seem that way, Gordon. We talk about depth and rotation and all that stuff. Rangers seem to be doing that quite a bit, and nothing really... I mean, even Todd Cantwell, we were getting calls saying, this is him, he's, he's back to his best, Philippe Clement's getting the best out of him. He's out, I mean this in no disrespect. Not only did they not miss him at the weekend, and he's on saying it's the best performance of the season, or words to that effect. So, um, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a collective effort, Yeah, he's got everybody buying into the way he's thinking. Uh, the full squad, um, they're a happy camp just now. You've got to say, he's making changes, nobody's... Going in the half, nobody will probably be champing the door. They'll all be sitting there playing their part. 
It's just when you no, start No no this is the thing Just to, He says they are all trapping the door Because they say that They all want to play They don't want to be rotated <laughs> But he says you know In time they're going to realise That this is Yeah but they're, they're not Be causing problems and, and our day When you didn't play The first thing you did Was yeah. get somebody and say Right we're going to cause Problems in the restaurant uh, I think this probably says More about you than, than <laughs> Yeah yeah Can he be Not everyone there <laughs> no, well. no, Get, no, get, no, get your own doors. gang Get your own gang be knocking doors But don't yeah, be the but, um, I think I think everyone um and competition for places because got to say he's been making three, four, five changes. The team's looking as good as the last team. You look at Hearts on Saturday, will he play the same team tomorrow night? Mate, change that. I don't think it'll matter. I agree with Andy said there. Uh, I've heard it for the last few weeks where Rangers supporters come on saying, Look, we're playing well, we're going to give a team a doing. I never thought for one minute it'd be Hearts. I thought they'd have beat Hearts. thought it'd have been tight. I thought it would have been, you know, a difficult game. They were excellent. They were really excellent, I've got to say. Um, I'm loving the way Desert is now starting to fit into that number nine role at Rangers. Um, getting his goals. I can't stand people coming on and telling me how many chances he misses. Kenny Tell is a striker. We all miss him. The greatest one at Rangers, Ali McCoy, used to miss him week in, week out. But look at the return. I think Desers, not saying he's an Ali McCoy. Aye, I'm glad you threw that <laughs> in there because I can see the headlines yeah, tomorrow. I'm not saying that for one mon- minute, but he's got to miss chances. But he's scoring goals. He's he's becoming that number nine, as I say. He's looking sharp. He's looking like he's fitting into the, the system of the team like the rest of the players. They've got Lawrence back. Um, so things are very rosy for Rangers. And I do agree. I think tomorrow against Derek McInnes' Kamarnock side down at Rugby Park, whether the pitch, you can talk about the pitch. I still think Kilmarnock, even away from home just now, you know, they go to Celtic Park. Uh, they're well disciplined, they play well, they get the equaliser. So even if it was a grass pitch, I still think it'd be a difficult game, but I just think the way Rangers go about their business have got enough. What do you make of the new signings, Andy? I noticed Philippe Clement said today that Diomande is a high potential player, I think he said, and Rangers wouldn't be his his final step. Um, You've been impressed? I, I, I say, I know, I know those, he's not played a lot of time, but the three, you know, even Cortez as well, you know, they look good and they're going to take a wee bit of time to settle in. But I, I hopefully, uh, I, as I keep saying it, Clement just seems to have done his thing. He, he, he talks to players and he, he tells them what he wants to do, wants me to do. Even though I hang the paper the day with Sterling, you know, he was saying that then he get, he won, he's, he's won, why are you no playing? <laughs> so he's just got this, this right attitude and the players have really bought into it and I'm delighted with it. Been impressed with Diamandi, Kenny. Seems to be the what like they've all done well, obviously, but it seems to if you had to pick one sort of thing, he's been the best of the three, perhaps. I think he's been super. Listen, I start, as I said right at the top of the show, I really like Cortez. I th- mm-hmm. think between the three, I mean Silva's obviously chipped him with his goals. I think Diamandi's really came into the into the team in the last couple of games, couple of weeks. Obviously his goals are, are standout right foot outside the box, left foot outside the box. I think the way he actually his his touches even leading into the goals show that he is actually going to chip in the goals from that area, but he also likes to arrive in the box. Great energy. I think I also say at the top of the show, I really like the balance of the midfield with John Lundstrom being the quieter one. You've got Lawrence on, on Saturday against uh, against Hearts. He was the one you would say is the most attacking and Diamandi's kind of somewhere between the two, but he's got great energy. He can get back and help John Lundstrom on the defensive side. Of it. He gets, like I said, he gets forward, arrives in the box. He's been superb. And I think at this early stages of his Rangers career, like 
he's made a mark on this team he's impacted the team when you're talking about January signings you need them to come in and maybe take things forward and, and improve things I think Diomandi has already at this moment in time obviously there's been a lot of injuries in the midfield for Rangers we can't be always now he's also been injured early this season you've had Lawrence who's been injured Jack and Raskin have been injured and now so you've now got Diamandis came into this and he just looks like an all-action type midfielder. I, says, I wouldn't want to pigeonhole him as a 6, an 8 or a 10. I just think he's a really, really good all-round midfielder. And again, for me, Cortez looks the part as well, to be honest with you, for that wider area. He said a box-to-box 8 for those who are into that well, sort of thing go. today when he was asked about it. Um, I'm no pigeonholing him because I just think he's a good all-rounder. Let's thank Andy. We've got a big game about to kick off 10 minutes away in the Highlands. Ross County against St Mirren. Wickens and goal who's been decent for Ross County, I think we'll all agree, since they signed the Teffy, Aina and Leek, King, Latoury, Sheaf, Reed, and that front three, Brophy, White and Murray, on paper can clearly cause problems, even Brophy in amongst the goals at the weekend. St Mirren got there with Zach Hemming in goal, Bolton, Gogic and Fraser, Bomono and Tanzer, uh, providing the width there and wing-back, Boyd Munce, Quan on loan Celtic midfielder, Kilty, Jameson, and again, in amongst the goals of the weekend, Mikel Mandron. I think there's been a real... The St Mirren fans are delighted, and the Celtic fans are interested in seeing how Quan does, Gordon. Looks like he's really settling into that loan spell there. Yeah, I think St Mirren are, are desperate to keep a hold of him, isn't they? Um, he's been excellent, I've got to say. It just shows you get out of Celtic part if you're not getting games. And I'm talking about any club, whether it be Celtic Rangers. For a player you train every uh, every day, um, with a view of looking forward to match day you want to be involved you want to be on that pitch you want to be shown what you're you're capable of doing and he's got that opportunity at St Mirren and he seems to be revelling in it and um, St Mirren fans have really taken to him I'll be a terrific game tonight I like the way that Don Cowie's set up here he's really going to go for it it's an attacking front line a front line that works her socks off and get goals um, as much as I think St Mirren will get into the game's favourite I think that'll be a difficult one for him tonight. Always is. When you go up up to Dingwall, so it's going to be a difficult game. They're off the back of a good result. And you're right, when you've got three forwards of that kind of... Like the qualities that they've got, I think the, when you've got White, who's up there, obviously he's the more kind of target man. You've got Simon Murray, who's actually... He's, a, he's, he's big in his own right, but works his socks off. I think he actually set Brophy up for a couple of for his two goals on, uh, albeit it was a really mistake, a bad mistake for the oh, Livingston defenders and Gary, but it was uh, good finishes for Brophy. I mean, I've always liked Brophy. He's obviously he's had his injury problems over the last couple of years, but he's always lively, can get a goal pretty quick. They three could be a handful for anybody if they play them properly, mm. but St Mirren are on a wonderful season Interesting as well. to see what happens with Quan, isn't it? Remember, everyone used the... The Christopher Iyer analogy, that's like the hope if you're Brendan Rodgers because he came in, people didn't think he would cut it, goes to Kilmarnock and loan, comes back and now look at him. Yeah. No idea if Quan's on that sort of trajectory, but... Um, it's it, too early, isn't it? Yeah, it's too early. It's to a really enjoying what they've got at the moment in him. You know, he's unlucky with his, with his goal yeah. at the weekend as well. I thought I it was quite... A you know, it probably just, just is, is, I think. Yeah. Just is, but like... Had we know had VAR, I don't think anyone would be sure. complaining that that was a foul, mm-hmm. you know, because he just pressed, he pressed well, he was aggressive with it, and he just nicks, probably just nicks the ankle, uh, and then goes forward, takes all oh, by the way, and a great finish as well, great composure, mm-hmm. great ability, kind of take it to the side and then finish it. So he's had a good, uh, a good start to his loan spell at, uh, at St Mirren. Again, you never know, that's the name of the game, get out, play, show what you can do, and by the way, if it's not Celtic, might be elsewhere. Right, uh, let's revisit that teaser. Ten South American players have played in Scotland and have more than 30 caps for their country. 
uh, SPL, SPFL era So Kanija, Juarez, Izagiri And Jorge Claros of Hibs Great answer You get any more? If we're thinking like big South American footballing nations, there is a kind of obvious is one that, that you've is missed. Emerson? No. no. The, the other, other side. Argentina? No, 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 no. Right country. Right country. Come on, Embers. Come on. 49 caps, Celtic and Brazil. For Brazil and Celtic? Oh, come on, that's the whole point. Famously came. Oh, if I give you his English team, you'll squish it, but I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I'm disappointed, yeah. Newton. Well, well I really am. Oh, I'm disappointed. Okay. De La Cruz. Yes, well done. Whoever yes. texted him that, well done. How do... Ulysses De La Cruz. <laughs> Who did he play for? Hibs. <laughs> he didn't own that. Yeah. Yeah. What, co- what, country? Country? what country? Oh, far away. Um... <laughs> What about? I've actually know what the country Ecuador. is. Ecuador. Ecuador. We'll yeah. take more of your calls. South American next. one. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale and Kenny Miller are here uh, you know the more I look at this question you just realise mm, like wrong. it's carnage it is, a, it is a bit because really most a lot of these countries are Central America not South America I'm going to give Daniel the benefit of the doubt right I think we just quickly rebrand the question to what part of America have we gone 10 players who've t- 10 players from Central or South America oh, that right, have played because okay. I think that'll pretty much cover it because you meant you know we've mentioned like Honduras before. I think the confusion, if there is any confusion, um, they can now qualify for the Copa America tournament for South American teams. But Honduras isn't Central America. There's no doubt about it. As is Costa Rica. If you want to think of any Costa Rican um, players as an example, uh, and we'll, we've chucked Mexico in for you as well with Efrain Juarez. We had a wee look at the globe and then Good and of, and so it was uh, ten, 10 South or Central American yeah. players like what I've done there who've played in Scotland and have more than 30 caps for their country so you've got Janino, Canija, Juarez Izaguirre, De La Cruz Jorge Claros I'm toiling now struggling yep. mm, I was struggling at there the beginning a Costa Rican now that we've cleverly added oh, Central America Celtic. a Costa Rican played with Celtic. Celtic what do you call him? yeah that's know. the one come on well, you come on if you're telling me. <laughs> Jeff is on the line. How are you, Jeff? How are you? Good, good. What are you thinking tonight? You got Jack Butland on your mind or something else Rangers related? Oh, Rangers as a whole. Jack Butland deserves a angle call up. Um, he should also, Rangers should also get him on a long term contract. Um, Diamandi, since he's come, he's played two games, scored two great goals. Um, I mean, the whole team um, is playing well. Usually when we come back from a winter break, we don't do so well. But I think Clement has got them playing as a team. Um, Lundstrom has just vastly improved um, through the season. I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot I can talk about, but obviously there's no time to talk about it. But as a whole, as a whole... I think it's been a great turnaround um, for Rangers. Now, let's hope that uh, we continue this. And when you think about it, <coughs> Celtic have won 
the first two old firm games, they could win the other two old firm games and still lose the league. That would be quite something, it has to be said. It's certainly possible if the trajectory was to keep going the way it has, but I guess that would that is what would happen. Um surely at some point that would um that it would be unlikely, but you never know. Um just to almost kind of round off where we where we started, Jeff was saying about, you know, Butland and well deserved. But the you know the Rangers actually have a is there a there was rumours in the the winter break, wasn't there, about Clubs maybe having a, a nibble doing that as a possibility. You know, if he goes again on Jack Ballon, yeah, absolutely. Oh, ability wise, I yeah. get it, but I just wonder, you know, but is that a good age uh, as well? Though? Yeah, he's you know, still, he's, not he's still old for, a, goal, for me, he's at a good age, and there's no doubt he's, he's came up to Rangers. He's kind of, I wouldn't say he's lost his way, but he wanted to play regular. I think he said that himself. He wanted to be playing regular. It's a big club, there's European football there, there's trophies to be won. He wanted just to get back playing, and he's doing that. So there's no doubt there's going to be. Listen, he just looks like a goalkeeper, doesn't it? And he's and he's for me a top top goalkeeper. If he gets into the England squad, uh, and maybe finds his way, kind of wrestling his way into that Euro squad, there's no doubt teams will be having a look at him in the in, in the summer. There's no doubt about it. To get him, they're going to have to pay good money because Rangers have gotten. I'm sure. What was it signed? Maybe a three year contract. Mm. It must have been. Uh, <coughs> 30 years old like I just think he's at a really really good age that why would he, other teams not be looking at him if they're looking for a, for a really assured top goalkeeper who could now be making his mark back in the international scene so again and going on, on Jeff's other points he's touching on all the success stories I think it just goes again it's about the manager he's the one when he first came in had to make that grip that was there better and I think the success stories are just constant. You go through what Dessers is doing at the moment. You talk about Lundstrom. Again, there's another one I would be concerned about not having a contract next year, uh, with, with how important he is to the team at this moment in time. And you're talking about the next... What would you next... do with him? I think so he has to be resigned. contract, un- undeniably. Yeah. Does he... Enough to make him your one of your top couple of earners? I think he'll be up there anyway. No, I, I think uh, he is, but that's yeah. why I asked. So do, do Rangers do that again? You know, because you're now very much in the here and now. You know, you're not going to sell. You're not going to sell yeah. John Lundstrom on. Yeah, you know, I think he's he's deserved his performances in the under under Philly come on. And by the way, even previous seasons, listen, at the start of the season, he, he was not the player that he is now. There's no doubt about that. But I think what he's done is he's showed the importance to the team. And you know what? See, at this moment in time, that might just be the, the going rate for what Rangers are playing for their players. You know, they're spending good money on transfer fees. Again, you only hear rumours of potential wages. I think he's done enough to at least get the same kind of deal again. You know, that is, is really, really... He's the guy in the middle of the, the pitch that never gets left out. You're talking about rotations, and we've t- talked a lot about that. Players coming in and they're doing the same jobs. Tavernier, Goldson, Butland, Lundstrom. Never get left out. Never, ever get left out. So mm-hmm. that shows how important you are to the team. Uh, first goal in Scotland this evening Queen's Park 1 are both nil Rury Payton after 4 minutes nothing in the Premiership Stirling play Hamilton in League 1 as well um, Morton and Wraith play in the Championship so nothing else doing there at the moment thanks to Jeff for his call on 01419511025 so I think that'll probably uh, that'll probably be the end of the calls unless you want to be really really fast you can indeed try and squeeze one in we'll get a wee prediction off you it's already started so before we get a game what was the Official prediction on the game in Dingwall. I'm going to go for a Ross County draw. 
A what, sorry? Right. Well, I'm, go- I'm going to draw. So right. <laughs> I'm going to Ross County. I was actually going to go for Ross County and I changed it. I'm going to score draw. Score draw. Yeah. Yeah. Share of the spoils back down the road. Uh, we will see. We'll see what happens now. Anything else? No, nothing doing in the early stages there. Uh, and nothing in the championship either, like we mentioned. Oh, sorry, Queen's Park, the only goal in Scotland so far. I think we are pretty much getting there. You're on that home stretch, you two. Tomorrow night, anything we've not mentioned that you want to get off your chest? What about that Livy, Motherwell, Gordon? It feels like one of those nights that right now you wouldn't be looking at Motherwell being at risk of Livy. No. Catching them as such. But if Livy go and win that, then... Yeah, I, I think it's... Two teams that certainly need the win. There's still a gap there, though, isn't there? Yeah, but you're you're looking at Ross County because if Ross County gets something tonight, that would put them up closer to Motherwell, and then puts a little bit of pressure on going down to down the M8 to Livy. It'll be a difficult game. Um, I think they can take a lot of confidence from a lot of the Celtic game at the weekend, but they've got to take that into Livy um, tomorrow night. It's completely different, of course, it is. But they've got the players, they've got the quality and hopefully they can pick up three points. But for Livy, it's a must. A must if they've got any any chance of catching Ross County. For me, they've got to win some home games. Mm. And they certainly seemed a bit rejuvenated, to be honest. I think even David Martindale seemed a bit livelier going into the game uh, at the weekend. Obviously, he took a heavy dunt at the end of it with, with Ross County getting that win. But they're in a good... I'm not saying they're a good place, but they've got an opportunity to get closer to, to Ross County. Home game against Motherwell, that's got to be a game that they think, you know, it's not going to be easy because nothing's came easy for, for Livingston over the last 18, 19 games. But against Motherwell, I think it's a fair a fair game that could think, you know what, if we're going to stay in this league, we need to win this game. And it's getting to that stage for them as well. Because if Ross County did pick something up tonight and they found themselves seven points back, or if Ross County won and they went above St Johnston, they would be eight points back to St Johnston. It's a long, long way back with ten games to go. I'll tell you what, between the two nights, it is going to be an absolute cracker. Of course, the title race gets much of the headlines on this show and others. What will Rangers do at Kilmarnock? What will Celtic do at home to Dundee? The guys have gone right down to the bottom, mentioned Livingston. Uh, up against Motherwell you look at St Johnson going up to Aberdeen they're not having a great time there's not much between those sides Ross County of course hosting St Mirren tonight and how can we forget an Edinburgh derby so much to look forward to between tonight and tomorrow you two all Mm. you have to do now is round off this teaser name 10 South or Central American (laughs) players who've played in Scotland and have more than 30 caps for their country Janino, Canija, Efrain Juarez Izaguirre uh, Ulysses de la Cruz Jorge Claros Gamboa Yep That's been Costa Rica You're out What you about I watched you Google What uh, about a former Celtic striker <laughs> Who's got 51 Venezuela caps And I think Started that famous Tony Watt night Against Barcelona Would you believe You've just forgotten All about him Exactly No Yes Who who started up front for Celtic that night? I'm sure he did. Please don't tell me I've got this wrong and ruined the big build-up. Miku. Miku. Oh, wow, he did. I play. would never get that. No, I would never. There's another that. Hibs one, Kenny. Hibs in Ecuador, another one. Oh, the the right winger. Eduardo Hurtado. That's him. <laughs> he got the caps, is it? Yeah. yeah. And Hearts fans will remember Maurizio Pinilla of Chile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? No? 
Maybe. Absolutely not. Brilliant. We'll leave it there. And Andrew McLean is actually looking after you tomorrow, so be kind. He will be joined by Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy. And Lynn Hogan's up next.